Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's wynnbet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Yes, indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the latest edition of our little digital radio show and podcast that loves to focus on the less thought of, on the guy that's usually the road team, sometimes the home team, but the one that's always getting points, that is the underdog. And man, did we rack up on this show a week ago, not just one, not just two, but six different times. We came strong with college football and NFL underdogs that came through, covering the spread, if not getting the outright win. You need to be locked in to Three Dog Thursday here as part of the program. I am the somewhat capable host, momentarily the first of several guests that will be with me, including Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Those guys are all over it. Sean and Ryan Kramer, Colby Dan, everybody with the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows. They do a fantastic job. They help promote us. Sean will be here. Lots of underdog handicapping in college football and in the NFL. It's not hard to figure out. Sean is a Philadelphia Eagles guy. The Eagles are getting points at home with the 49ers. Do we honestly think that Sean is going to pass that up? That's like a starving man passing up the buffet. It ain't happening. So uh, we look for that to be one of his underdogs. What else does he like for this weekend in college football and the NFL? We'll find out from Sean Green of the Sports Gambling Podcast straight ahead. Later on, we did so well with it. We're, we're going to bring it back. The no huddle picks where you're going to hear from different uh, guests, friends of mine, and analysts to pick underdogs in no-huddle fashion. And you need to pay attention to this segment because last week we had the no-huddle prognosticators give us one college, and because of the debut of the NFL season, one NFL game. They didn't just pick one game, they each picked two. In that segment, 
Four different times the three guests gave you a successful underdog on the No Huddle Underdog Picks on Three Dog Thursday. So you want to pay attention to that coming up later on in the program. However you found this show, social media link, uh, wherever you found it, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, however you found it, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Megaphone, Google Podcast, Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts, just search for Three Dog Thursday. We come automatically to you on Thursday morning, and we generally stay good all the way through the weekend. The college games on Saturday, the NFL games on Sunday, we're still giving you relevant underdog information beyond just Thursday. Sometimes Thursday night football comes into play, Thursday night college games, but a lot of the time we're pushing towards Saturday and Sunday and stay relevant all the way through the weekend. You get the show automatically if you subscribe. So go ahead and do so here on the program. So much to get to. I am interested in a lot of these different college games. You're going to hear discussion about Oklahoma, Oklahoma and Nebraska. They are renewing the old Big 8, the old Big 12 rivalry on the 50th anniversary of one of the great college football games uh, of the of the 1970s and really college football lore. When Nebraska defeated Oklahoma 1971, 50 years ago, Johnny Rogers with a fantastic game as a then flanker, what's known as a wide receiver that didn't throw the ball a lot in the early 70s in college football, making spectacular play after spectacular play, including a glorious punt return in that game with Oklahoma 50 years ago. 50 years later, it could get ugly for the Huskers. They're getting a lot of points in Norman against Oklahoma. That game will be a subject. I am in the state of Florida. Again, a lot of people believe that I am in the state of confusion. I'm in the Sunshine State, West Central Florida, Tampa Bay, Champa Bay, baby. By the way, the Buccaneers did not cover uh, last Thursday night in the opener with the Dallas Cowboys. They did get the win, but if you were on the boys, you were one of numerous underdog winners in the NFL last week. Anyway, I'm just to the southeast of Gainesville, Florida. About 90 miles to my northwest is where the Gators will welcome in number one Godzilla, Alabama. When was the last time Florida was a 15 or more point underdog at home while being good? These are not the bad Will Muschamp Florida Gator teams or even uh, Jim McElwain falling apart or who else? Ron Zook in recent memory that had some bad seasons and teams. Uh, they were never, <laughs> were they ever a 15 or 16 point underdog in the swamp? That is the case. Florida with two easy wins so far over Florida Atlantic. And last week they dump trucked USF right here in Tampa, came into Raymond James Stadium and blitzed them. So uh, the Gators, though, significant underdogs with an Alabama team that's already beaten Miami, got an easy warm-up game with Mercer last week. Does anybody touch that game this week on Three Dog Thursday in the college game? And we've got BYU and Arizona State that's very interesting. Uh, a couple of other games of interest in the in the college game that we'll be watching and keeping an eye on. Uh, the Penn State-Auburn game is obviously a big one as well. So we'll have our eyes on all of those. I worked the Iowa-Iowa State game last week with Steve Berline, the former Notre Dame quarterback, Dallas Cowboy, L.A. Raider, uh, Carolina Panther. He and I saw Iowa take it to Iowa State, and that was one of the underdogs. Our buddy Tyler Jones of Tyler Jones Live was all over Iowa, saying take the Hawkeyes, take the Hawkeyes and the points to win outright. They did. They looked impressive. Iowa may be one of the best teams in the Big Ten this year. Don't know for sure, but early on right now, they look good in wins over Indiana and Iowa State with that defense. Both top 15 teams at the time that they beat them. What has happened to the Darlings Iowa State right now in the Big 12? They are struggling offensively uh, each of the last two games. The opening game with Northern Iowa that they barely won 16-10, and last week, they got a garbage touchdown late, but only 17 points. Iowa deserves a lot of credit. I was right there. I saw it. 
Give credit to the old Brent Musburger Hawkeyes. He always called them H-O-C-K-E-Y-E-Z, the Hawkeyes. Anyway, they look good. So lots of college football underdogs. There's some NFL, some very interesting lines uh, with some home underdogs that you're going to hear. Sean Green's going to be talking about one here in a little bit. We'll talk about some more NFL underdogs a little bit later on. A couple of other teams that I'm very interested in for Three Dog Thursday purposes as uh, as underdogs this week. Stand by uh, for that. And again, the no huddle a little bit later on in the show. So lots to get to here. Lots to go over. Let's get to that right now with guest number one as Three Dog Thursday begins. Wolf, wolf. Here we go. Yes, indeed. He is leading things off right here, right now on the only podcast that you need if you're looking at those underdogs in major college football and the NFL. Love the insight of my dudes from the Sports Gambling Podcast, the network of shows, the websites. Let's welcome back and say happy 2021 Three Dog Thursday to the Sean Green What's uh, happening, SGP DJ? fame. How you feeling, brother, out on the West Coast? Feeling good. Feeling, uh, got my week in Vegas in, NFL week one. Still a little dried out, but uh, ready to go here talking NFL, talking college, talking football. It's great. You guys went hard out uh, in Vegas at the Wynn Hotel, and we're going to talk a lot about them and the, and the relationship, obviously, with uh, WinBet and everything. Even on this segment, we do it all the time on the podcast. What I mean, that that had to seem like over the course of the four or five days had to seem like about a month when you're there with all the football. But it's a labor of love. And it's a, my God, it's a ton of games and a ton of screens to keep track of. I'm just glad you survived. Yes, exactly. I mean, started off with your uh, Bucks versus Cowboys. That was a great game. Then I was uh, I was big on Coastal Carolina covering against the Kansas Jayhawks that came down to a half point. That was a fun sweat. And then Massive college football Saturday and then uh, Sunday as well. It was, uh, and then even the, the football weekend ended pretty great as well. That Monday night game was pretty awesome. So great start to football in week one. Uh, no doubt where, where the Raiders capped it off on the bookend with the uh, overtime touchdown after my Buccaneers had beaten the Eagles. I was there at field level, as you know, wondering, am I doing a happy post game show or am I doing an, oh no, we're not 17 and oh, we're 0 and 0 and 1. But see, you're a big Eagles guy. Everybody that knows a sports game knows you you knew Tom Brady's going to stick it to the Cowboys here. You oh, were yeah. willing that to happen from <laughs> uh, from a long distance away. Yeah, I mean, I, I took the Cowboys minus eight. And then after the Godwin fumble, you knew that was cooked. But the uh, I, we also had them in our survivor contest. So we were rooting very hard <laughs> for Tampa Bay and, and just watching Tom Brady on the sideline. You knew he was going to drive down and put the dagger in the Cowboys heart. It was it was really a perfect way to start the NFL season, a heartbreaking loss for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, something that they've been doing a lot of as of late. Although, and I, I did say this on a couple of other places, we might as well bring it up here on Three Dog Thursday. You got to give Dak Prescott a tremendous amount of credit, as much as an Eagle fan will give him any credit, <laughs> to have not played a game in 11 months, not even a preseason series of live reps. I mean, at field level, Sean, he was on it from the first quarter with throwing dimes, 25-yard out route, you know, 15-yard laser uh, in between two defenders. I was really uh, impressed at knocking all that rust off immediately because I, I theorized he might be shaky in the first quarter and might throw a pick or two. He eventually did throw a pick later in the game. He was none of that. He deserves a lot of credit, I believe, as again, as much as you want to give him. No. Yeah. I, I was definitely thinking he would struggle more 
Um, just, yeah, like you said, coming off that injury, coming off the rust, he looked like he's a little hesitant running around, but still, I mean, overall looked uh, pretty sharp. And thankfully, the Cowboys defense is still really bad because the, the offense was able to move the ball. It did work out in the end. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott back in witness protection with 30 yards rushing in the first game. We'll see if the <laughs> Cowboys can get it going. We've got so much to talk with you about. Big week, as I made reference to just before you came on last week on this show, uh, because we delivered on not one, not two, but six different successful Jeez. underdogs off of this show uh, between Brian Edwards, one of my senior handicappers from Vegas Insider, my no huddle guests that I had on. So we've got a standard, you and I, to start this thing off and live up to with different bar. underdogs. And, and granted, the NFL had a bunch of underdogs that did come through. So just about any NFL game that you were looking at was probably the underdog, including the Cowboys the other night or the Browns against the Chiefs, uh, et cetera, et cetera, on the different ones. But we did well for last week. So I, I want to begin with college. We'll work our way to the NFL. I mean, Sean is eagle through and through. I think I know where he's going for one of his NFL underdogs. <laughs> it's pretty clear. It's pretty apparent. Um, uh, let's go to college football for this weekend off of a week last week that saw Oregon with a huge win. And, and for our audience that's seeing us, uh, right now, I will share the screen, uh, on this and let everybody see what we saw, uh, from last week. Yeah. We'll get to the Eagles in a second, but the Oregon ducks winning at, um, Columbus last week, huge road win for the PAC 12. I, I worked the Iowa, Iowa state game, huge road win for Iowa at Iowa state. I mean, we saw some shakeup just as a general comment real quick, Sean in college football. And both of those were, were underdogs without right wins. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, our buddy uh, Colby always is against these preseason rankings because they don't really mean much and they haven't played any football and you know, we're seeing all these crazy upsets, but who knows? I, I think when we'll look back it, in the or you know later on in the year they probably a lot of them may not look like upsets because it's just based off going expectations and rankings so yeah and I was on that Iowa game I, I had Iowa as one of my dogs I I always like taking you know a home team or sorry not a home team but a you know the dog in a rivalry game except especially like Iowa Iowa State it feels like that game's always comes down to a field goal so love the spot there I I didn't see that Oregon uh, game coming for sure. I, I was really surprised they were able to go into Ohio and get the outright win. Neither did the Buckeyes. It, it stung yeah. them and it, and it now puts them on a serious uh, collision course here where a big 10 loss basically knocks them out of the four team college football playoff, which will, it will be that for a few uh, more years. It looks like a four team playoff can have a second loss more than likely if that's the case, if you're, if you're Ohio state. So anyway, that kind of set the table for this week. Um, and to see what we're going to see and to see what's going to happen. So I know, uh, for example, uh, one of the games that in my state, it's going to be the CBS national game is the Florida matchup with Alabama, Florida stepping up in competition, big time against a Godzilla coming in. That's a 15 point line. If we're interested uh, in that, I don't think you are. In fact, I think you're interested in a game that I might be interested in involving a Pac-12 road favorite here. What do you have for me to begin Three Dog Thursday from a prognostication standpoint, Sean Green? Let's go BYU plus three and a half as a home dog, plus 150. No, I mean, normally I like to fade teams coming off a, a rivalry win. You know, BYU getting the nice outright win. I, I actually had them on the money line parlayed with Iowa. That was like eight to one. 
biggest hit of the weekend. So that felt awesome. Now, normally I would, I'd look to fade a team like BYU. However, situationally, it, it still seems like a really good spot. It's a night game. It's in Provo. They're a home dog. Once again, I, I like the matchups uh, on BYU side and, you know, they're, they're facing an Arizona state team, eh, maybe a slightly overrated. They're going up, they're playing at elevation. It actually seems like a decent spot. Uh, you know, the rivalry game letdown possibility aside, I, I think you got to take BYU here. And I have uh, touted uh, this kind of scenario. Look for the spot here in BYU at home in this spot. I mean, look what they did last week. Like you mentioned, yeah. in Utah as the underdog, and that's another Pac-12 school. Jaden Daniels is a fantastic quarterback for Arizona State, but this is not UNLV. They played UNLV no, last they, week, and then UNLV's bad, right, Sean? Yeah, and and if you watched a little bit of that game, they kind of struggled with UNLV. I know you look at the score, and and they kind of blew them out later on, but they they had their hands full with UNLV. This just seems like a wake-up game for Arizona State. I, I just don't see why they sh- should be favored by three and a half on the road. That That line seems crazy. Okay, so that is a game late night Eastern time, uh, prime time in the West between BYU and Arizona State. I, I'm interested, and I always love your advice. You guys do a great job, you and Ryan, of giving me advice, giving anybody advice that's listening to you on the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm looking strongly at Indiana as as one of my other underdogs. I love that BYU a home doggy. Indiana also a home doggy earlier in the day with the Cincinnati Bearcats. Cincinnati 2-0, kind of weak competition. Miami of Ohio and somebody else last week that's not very good. Uh, Indiana's lost. They got beat badly by Iowa at Iowa City in the first week in the Big Ten opener. Bounce back for what it's worth. Not a very good team uh, in Idaho. So they played two eyes to start the year, two states. They clobbered them. I like Indiana's defense. I like Indiana at home. Do you want to talk me out of Hoosiers uh, plus the three and a half or the four points against Cincinnati, one of the darlings of the non-power five? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on Cincinnati minus three and a half. I, I think the Cincinnati team is different. I, I think they do have a, you know, they're they're a legit top tier college football team, and and we haven't seen anything from them that would sway me off what I what I thought of them coming into the season. So I'm still going to ride with Cincinnati. I I think they honestly this line is set at three and a half to kind of entice you into betting Indiana because I I don't think a lot of people you need to give the people that extra hook there to get them to bet on Indiana because I I think Cincinnati is just going to. They're just a well-balanced team, and I, and I think Indiana has some has some flaws there uh, in their in their game. And you saw them get exposed a little bit in Iowa. Certainly, that's a tough place to play. And you see, you're bringing up the odds. It looks like some places are even posting a four-point line. Yep. So I I think it could get higher. So if you are going to bet them, maybe and and you want the points, maybe wait. But I think you're. I mean, I think that's why they're giving you the three and a half early is because they want they need the Indiana money. Well, and we'll see what Tom Allen's team can do. Michael Penix is a Tampa Bay high school product, had a great season going last year and suffered a knee injury at the end of the season. He's back. Their defense has got nine guys back from a year ago. Let's just see. Desmond Ritter for Cincinnati can sling it. I'm interested in that game. Sean Green is saying no, 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 and trying to wave me off on that. Be careful on that one for an underdog. All right, I kind of tipped it inadvertently. I'm going to share the screen. Uh, right now with those that are able to see us through YouTube or any of the video teases that we're doing, 
E-A-G-L-E-S, the Eagles. They flew high over the other birds, the Atlanta Falcons last week. Look at Devontae Smith, who I love. Yeah. I haven't watched him at Alabama, scoring a touchdown right away in this uh, opening game of the year at Atlanta. All right, your Eagles are riding high. First place in the NFC, Sean Green. Give me more on, on what you saw, please. Tell me more. Well, they, they looked great. And again, I, I was on the Eagles. I, I took a money line, got a nice plus 150 hit there. My uh, biggest single bet of the weekend. And, you know, the reason was, I I mean, you showed Devonta Smith. Uh, Jalen Hurts had an amazing game, three touchdowns, threw the ball well, ran the ball well. Really, though, it is their offensive line and defensive line played a really good game. Their D-line looked a little suspect, the defense in general, early. Atlanta had two long drives. They held them to field goals. And then after that, it was it. Uh, you know, they, they really clamped down on Atlanta's supposedly high-powered offense. And, and really why I was high on the Eagles coming into the season, I thought they'd surprise some people, is their offensive line is finally healthy. They started 14 different offensive line combinations last year. You know, now they have one combination right now, knock on wood. And you see me, you hear me knocking on that wood. But uh, I mean, as long as this offensive line is healthy, they can really hang with teams. And I, I like the matchup against uh, the 49ers. They just lost one of their cornerbacks for the year. Uh, he went down with his ACL. I mean, they, they, they took care of business kind of against the Lions. They let the Lions get back in it in garbage time. But now it's a back-to-back road spot for the 49ers, which is always tough in the NFL. And I just yep. don't, I, I don't know what makes you think that Jimmy G deserves to be a three and a half point road favorite. And you, you talk about the, the home field advantage that teams have that it's back in the NFL. I mean, you certainly saw it in action Monday night at the uh, Las Vegas Allegiant uh, stadium there. And I, I think Lincoln financial field, you know, welcoming home this Eagles team want to know this, this uh, revitalized team. There's some new juice. There's a new coach. There's a new quarterback, new energy. And I, I think that place is going to be rocking. I think it's going to be tough for the 49ers. They also lost Mostert uh, for the year as well. They're not starting Brandon. Ayuk uh, for whatever reason, he was a healthy scratch. Trey sermon who got a lot of fantasy hype. He was a healthy scratch. We'll see what they do with him, but I, I, I think it's a good matchup for the Eagles at home. And especially as a three and a half point home dog. I mean, to me, I think even taking my bias aside on a neutral field right now, I, I have them closer to even. So you throw in the home field, it should be Eagles minus three, not uh, 49ers minus three and a half. That feels way off. I love the insight of Sean Green. You find he and Ryan Kramer on the Sports Gambling Podcast will plug away for everything that they're doing. He is Eagles through and through, but you make a lot of valid points because there's a couple significant injuries for the 49ers. Now, I will say uh, here exactly what you said. Don't let uh, all the yards that Jared Goff threw for and the two yeah. touchdowns in the final three minutes of the game fool you. San Francisco blew Detroit away for 56 minutes of that game last week. The game was 41-17 to 17 before the late uh, two touchdowns, two twos when it didn't matter except for gambling and spread and over-under purposes. Yeah, um, it was it was pretty funny because we were in the sports book. It was it was forty one thirty three. You know they recovered that onside kick. They actually and then they got that fumble. So the Lions had a chance for some miracle, you know, touchdown two point to send it to overtime. They're on the thirty. I think there's about like twenty seconds left. They're going in to the 49ers end zone, and and someone just yells, "Kick the field goal!" So that guy must have been. He must not have got the eight and a half. He must have been on the seven and a half. Uh, but it was, uh, 
you know, that's why it's fun to watch these games at the in sports Vegas, club. especially where everybody's got their own angle and their own agenda uh, with that. But in any event, uh, the 49ers, to your point, didn't go back to San Francisco. Feel free to use my intel on all of this. Yep. They hold up at the Greenbrier, the resort in West Virginia, where the, the uh, Saints have practiced before. Uh, that's where they were this week to now come a little more to the east and play the Eagles here in the home opener, uh, opener uh, Nick Sirianni, uh, the rookie coach, gets a home game. Uh, we will see. But you, you very much are in the camp of the Philadelphia Eagles for that. All right, one more here for Sean Green for Three Dog Thursday purposes. Give me another NFL game that you're looking at and why for an underdog. You know, I, I'm going uh, New York Jets here. Right now, I'm seeing some – I'll call it at uh, – give myself the half point here because I'm using the official uh, win bet line and, and win has it jets plus six at home home opener for uh, Robert Saul and the jets. Now, certainly there wasn't anything exciting about that jets Carolina game. Uh, Zach Wilson did have, have a couple throws not that weren't necessarily like um, huge yardage plays, but we're just like, man, that kid's got an arm and maybe he has some potential. We'll see a lot to be determined, but, you know, I get it. New England owns the Jets. I get it. Bill Belichick, better coach than Robert Sala. I mean, I'm high on Mac Jones. I thought he played a pretty good game week one, but to make him a six point road favorite in a division game, that to me seems a little bit crazy. And and the total at, at win is sitting at 42 points. I like taking a home dog with a low total. It feels like this is going to be an ugly grind it out game. I mean, honestly, it feels a lot like um, the game we saw in, in New England last week, uh, you know, between New England and Miami, you know, I, I had New England and of course they fumbled it going in there and kind of, you know, screwed the pooch there, but a 17, 16 game feels very much in play for this jets, New England game. And, and certainly I, I think underrated storyline is what the jets defense did week one against that, you know, Carolina, Joe Brady, like they have a bunch of skilled players uh, that are pretty exciting fantasy wise. And they, they, you know, to hold them 19 points on the road is a pretty good. Um, I mean, I, I think their defense should be happy offense still kind of a mess, but it looks to be an ugly game and six points seems like uh, way too much. And they got better as the game went on. McCaffrey had a ton of yards from scrimmage, but a lot of that was earlier in the game. The Jets got better for what it's worth as the game went. The only thing that concerns me here, and it obviously doesn't concern you enough because you're taking the Jets on three dog Thursday, again, a home doggy, kind of a home dog theme here. The only thing that uh, that does concern me is Belichick is so good against rookie quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks yeah. in combination sure. with rookie head co coaches. That scares me that he will have crazy blitzes, crazy coverages. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson thinks he saw things from the Carolina Panthers. He ain't seen nothing uh, compared <laughs> to what the Patriots are probably bringing. It obviously doesn't concern you that much. Belichick. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I would say a similar comparison. It, it's not apples to apples, but Week one, Kramer and I were all over taking the Texans. The idea being, uh, you know, you shouldn't make Trevor Lawrence, a guy making his first start in the NFL, and, uh, you know, Urban Meyer, a guy coaching his first game in the NFL, they shouldn't be three-and-a-half-point road favorites in a division game. And, and I think some of this applies here. Obviously, there's big coaching uh, a difference. But I still think making a, a, a rookie quarterback, a, a quarterback making his second start, a six-point road favorite in a division game, that in and of itself is, is enough for me to take the dog. And, they, and you're referencing, again, Mac Jones. Um, 
who comes in now to a road atmosphere. How loud will it be in New York? You played a home game last week. Crowds are now going to be a factor, like you mentioned. Uh, we will see uh, on that for New England and the Jets. And bear in mind, New England had a bad season for the most part last year. Yeah. Two of the wins against the Jets, although the Jets, for whatever it's worth, different coaching staff, they were in both games, had a chance to win maybe both games. Uh, on those in a one in 15 year where they only won once. I do know this. I love my guys, uh, Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, the sports gambling podcast. Let me plug away for those that are seeing us on video uh, that the, you need to find that there they are from the win last weekend. Yeah. I'm watching you guys uh, hanging out. Uh, Ryan and, and Sean were hanging out at the Win Casino and the WinBet Studios picking games. Kramer has Kramer burned that Daniel Jones jersey for the Giants. For those that aren't seeing us, has he burned he, that he after still, last week? He's still blaming uh, Jason Garrett. He's in denial. We'll see. Eventually, the tide will turn. He is he is slowly wrapping his head around uh, possibly Aaron Rodgers coming to New York. So that could be the next jersey he gets. He did have a Brett Favre one year too that came to the. Uh, to the uh, New York Jets, but yeah, I mean, whether it's the Giants or the Jets, and there you are rocking the Reggie White as we're seeing it yep. on video on YouTube. If you are not, follow them at Gambling Podcast right here for all the great content. Wherever you get podcasts, find the Sports Gambling Podcast. The SGPN, the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, uh, we always love that as well. Follow Sean Green, another plug too, right here at Sean T. Green, always in the Eagle stuff. Uh, green, the last name, green, the cover of the Eagle, uh, color of the Eagles. We love all of that. Sean T. Green there as well on social media as far as his tweeting and his insight. Just don't talk to him during an Eagles game, like in this case <laughs> with the 49ers. I always love getting to, to break it down with you. Promise me that I get to have you back at least a couple oh, yeah, more times this year. Yep. I'm going to rotate different people in and out. But you're coming strong with BYU home doggy. Do you sense a theme, Three Dog Thursday audience? He's coming strong. Eagles home doggy against the 49ers Sunday. And also J-E-T-S, what, what, what? Jets getting six against New England. That's three home dogs by my count. Oh, even, love, my Memphis, even my Memphis math education as I hold up the Memphis logo <laughs> polo uh, shirt here to you, I can come up with that, that that's three home underdogs that you got. You're rocking the home doggies one more time, Sean. Let's go, baby. Home dogs, go birds. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Feels I, like always, I always love getting to chat with you. Be well. Thank you for popping on Three Dog Thursday. We'll be listening on a sports gambling podcast and the network of shows and reading the site, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Sean Green, thank you. Awesome. Thanks, DJ. Indeed, love the inside of the Sports Gambling Podcast, guys. They're on multiple times a week on that feed on, on Sports Gambling Podcast. Find it under Gambling Podcast on social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, etc. Live shows, live programming, wherever you get podcasts, go to the Sports Gambling Podcast. And again, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is where you also can find Three Dog Thursday as well as uh, every kind of show imaginable, a golf betting show, a horse racing show, our boxing show, Big Fight Weekend, an MMA show, Major League Baseball, everything NBA when it resumes NHL when it resumes uh, college football college basketball Colby Dant with the college football experience the college basketball experience you got it all on the sports gambling podcast and their network of shows we are going to pause here we have got some more I've got some NFL underdog thoughts to come back on and our no huddle looking forward to our no huddle guests that are going to be popping on here to make a prediction uh, service academies are going to come into play. More college football in the NFL underdogs. All of that is coming up. 
But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Get a special offer. Get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app. Visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to find out more right now. If you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. And the football season is ready to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. Because with PropSwap, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, Trey Lance of the 49ers opened up at 300-1 to to win the MVP this year, and he has already been bet down to 75 to 1 after that preseason performance just last weekend. That means if you bet 100 bucks on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on PropSwap right now for $400, a 300% return before the season ever begins. Think of PropSwap like the stock market, but for sports betting. Buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just by listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember, go for two. Make two tickets on the same team. You can sell one for a profit and leave one for yourself for skin in the game. Again, your bet doesn't necessarily have to win. It just has to improve. Think of it like the stock market. Get started today at PropSwap.com. Download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. If you haven't already downloaded Odds Crowd's app, you're missing out. The free roll fantasy contest is taking place on Odds Crowd this year. Ten grand for the best NFL better and sides are included this year. Also, a weekly $100 SGPN exclusive contest just for people that have the SGPN app downloaded. There's over $30,000 in cash prizes up for grabs across both the season-long and weekly contests for the NFL and college football, and the boys here at SGPN are all taking part, so you can try to claim bragging rights over us as well. Here's how it works. Once you get in the contest, you track your bets against the real odds and the lines, much like you do with any pick-tricking app. The most profitable players will rise up on the leaderboard, and if you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, then you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. It's free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. 
And we're brought to you in part by PicksWise, the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, the how, and the why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But you've got the opportunity here with PicksWise to get their favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's fun, it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. You pick two of the five players that day, decide if they'll go under or over their stat projection, and then you find out if you win. The more players you pick, the more that you can win. You can win up to 10 times your money with the prize picks, and that's the way to play. Use the promo code SGP. You'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, SGP is the promo code with PicksWise for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's PicksWise promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Keeps, as Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair, guys. If you're follically challenged like I am, listen up. A convenient virtual doctor consults with you, gets you medication, and they deliver it straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. It's a low cost with treatments starting as low as $10 a month, and Keeps offers generic versions of their products. Discreet packaging, proven results. Keeps has more and more five-star reviews every day, every week than any of its competitors. The prevention of hair loss is the key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so you need to act right now. And if you're ready to act to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month of treatment for free with our offer. That's keeps at keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month free with keeps, keeps.com slash SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Prize Picks. Here's why it's going to be your favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with Prize Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide will they go over or under their stat projection for that day. The more players you pick, the more you can win. In fact, you can win up to 10 times your money. Prize Picks is the only way to play. And use the promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match bonus up to $100. That's the Prize Pick app, our promo code SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if you've learned anything, is that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks, I know, you think, what's the catch? But when you find out more and look into their service, it all makes sense. That's because there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. That means they're cutting out the retail stores. There's no crazy overhead cost that they pass down to the customers in the form of mystery fees. No, Mint just passes on sweet savings directly to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers a premium wireless for $15 a month. All plans come 
Com with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile will cover you with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. A new wireless plan, 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. We do come back in here on the only digital radio show and podcast that you really need when we're talking underdogs, specifically college football and the NFL. Great to have it all back. Great to have it at full capacity. I mean, I was watching games all over the place in college football and the NFL. Uh, everywhere from Foxborough in New England, where they had no fans last year, to that new SoFi Stadium, $5 million in L.A., it was full to capacity. Raymond James Stadium in Tampa had tons of fans. But even on the college uh, gridiron, uh, whether you were talking about the game that I was at in Ames, Iowa, where they had over 62,000 fans uh, for the uh, the iconic Cyhawk game, Farmageddon, Iowa, Iowa State. But uh, across college football, the big house at Michigan for the Washington game had 100,000 people uh, there for that one. Neyland Stadium in Knoxville had over 90,000 fans for their game uh, with Pitt last week. On and on for all of these different college games uh, and the NFL games. Great to see them back at full capacity. Everybody stay safe, and let's hope we keep the crowds up uh, for this week. So we'll get to the no-huddle underdog picks. And again, on the no-huddle last week, you were given not one, not two, not three, four successful underdogs on the no-huddle. This week, the guests will only be picking a game, so you've got fewer games. But we've still got the challenge. I I have already gone with two college football underdogs. You heard me uh, back Sean Green in the last segment with Brigham Young. BYU at home with Arizona State. I love that home doggy. I double up with the Indiana Hoosiers, speaking of the Big Ten, and that underdog at home with Cincinnati. Two college underdogs for the host. One coming Saturday afternoon, the other one coming Saturday night in Provo, Utah. I will have one NFL underdog that is coming after the no huddle uh, picks by our prognosticators here in just a couple of moments. Stand by for that. With respect to the NFL, the underdogs did very well uh, last week across the board in game after game. I will say this. So much is made about winning or losing the first game. I simply point to a year ago when my Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady with no preseason went into an empty Superdome and played the New Orleans Saints and Brady didn't play particularly well. He had some good, but he had three interceptions, including a pick six to start the second half. And all the national media, the pundits, the talking heads, the podcast hosts are going, oh, see, he's not going to be able to do it without Belichick, blah, 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 blah. Yes, the Bucs lost the opening game, but one game does not your season make. 
They lost the opening game. They turned around and they won three in a row right after that. And then they won as a total of six of the next seven games and got to six and two. Yes, a bit of a swoon in November, but the six and two start set them up to make the playoffs on the stretch run, which the Bucs did with an 11 and five record winning their last four games. And the rest is history. As you know, they went into the playoffs and won three straight road games. Yes, no crowds, but it was the same for everybody. With no crowds for any games during the regular season or the postseason, the Bucs got it done and then won the Super Bowl on their own home turf at Raymond James Stadium after losing the opening game. And so the end result here, uh, yet again, is don't put so much stock in the opening game. I mean, for goodness sake, the Jacksonville Jaguars won the opening game a year ago. When they had a trash roster, Doug Marone on his way out as the head coach, he knew it. They won the opening game. What did Jacksonville do after the opening week win last year? They lost 15 games in a row to finish 1-15 and and end up with Trevor Lawrence. So there you go on that to the detriment of winning an opening game doesn't necessarily mean... I mean, New England won the opening game a year ago with Miami. And they only won six times after that. And two of those wins were against the Jets, who they play this week. New England missed the playoffs for the first time in over a decade after winning the opening week. Didn't even have a winning record. Last year, again, teams are going to lose and teams are going to win in week one. It's not what defines your season. What defines your season is how are you playing at the end of September? How are you playing in mid-October? Did you did you drop three or four of your first five or six games or not? Because that can come back to haunt you for trying to make the play. I mean, the Oakland or now the Las Vegas Raiders, rather, the Las Vegas Raiders, the dramatic win last uh, Monday night in overtime This is the third year in a row the Raiders have won the opening game. Last year, they won the first two games, winning at Carolina, and they opened the new Allegiant Stadium with no fans and beat the Saints on Monday Night Football in their home opener to start 2-0. Lo and behold, the Raiders end up swooning at the wrong time later in the year, and they were 7-8 after 15 games and eliminated from the AFC playoffs already before the final game of the year. Despite starting 2-0, again, the first game of the year you have to be careful with i can cite you example after example not just from 2020 but from years gone by of a team blowing the first game but then getting their act together and and rolling the two times the bucks have won the super bowl they lost the opening game and both times it was to the new orleans saints the o2 team under john gruden his first regular season game lost to the new orleans saints and went on to win the super bowl super bowl 37 over the raiders his old team it happens Uh, generally you want to see where is your team in mid-October where is your team in mid-November have you gotten to a fifth a sixth a seventh win or loss that's what matters more consistent football efficient football improving your play not just one week and another thing too just be careful of box scores Be careful of looking at box scores and not looking closely at games. I made mention with Sean Green that the 49ers whacked the Detroit Lions last week. I know Jared Goff rallied them with a couple of touchdowns and two-point conversions. And coaches always say, oh, 60-minute game, you got to hang it. For 57 minutes, they got dominated last week. They dressed it up at the end, did the Detroit Lions. Yes, they had the ball one more time, down by eight. But eventually, the, the 49ers got the stop and the game is over. That game was a three-score game the whole second half by the by the San Francisco 49ers. The Jacksonville Jaguars, again, have an awful roster besides Trevor Lawrence, not much else. They were being whacked by a bad Houston Texans team without Deshaun Watson, who's still in limbo. 
The end result is the Texans dominated the game. The Texans were up by 21 points in the first half. The Texans were up in the second half by three scores most of the way. Yes, Jacksonville dressed it up with two fourth-quarter touchdowns. The second of those two touchdowns came with five seconds left in the game, or they lose by 20 in Urban Meyer's debut. Urban Meyer, who's also hearing people wonder if he's going to leave midseason to go be the USC coach and abort his one and only year. And before you laugh at that, Bobby Petrino left midseason from the Atlanta Falcons to go be the Arkansas coach. He coached like 11 games, like 10 or 11 games in the NFL, and then took the Arkansas job. It's not beyond the realm that Urban Meyer, despite his denials, could leave the Jaguars and say the NFL's not for me and take off and go be the USC coach. I'm not saying it will happen. But they're going to be bad this year, and they were bad last week. And they dressed up the final score. Trevor Lawrence's numbers looked better because of the fourth quarter when Houston had the game in hand and is playing soft defense. They're up by 20-plus points the whole second half. So just be careful of what box scores look like. That's just free advice off of last week. All right, let's get to it. Without any further delay, back into the underdogs here with our guest. Kind of rapid fire. We debuted this last week, and it was successful. Pay attention. Heads up. No huddle time. We do lead off the no huddle here on Three Dog Thursday. There are standards to uphold and to upkeep, and that's what we're trying to do with my man Price Atkinson, the host, the creator of Yards and Stripes. I know you got a new partner this year with Bill Rowland. You guys are talking Service Academy football nonstop. Welcome back to Three Dog Thursday. Price Atkinson, how are things? Bang, bang, TJ Reeves. What's happening? Service Academies have cranked up. It was drama last Saturday in Annapolis, but not the on-field. It was the off-field drama. Coaches getting fired rehired this week it's been crazy (laughs) and air force decisively won that game with navy rough year for the midshipmen but hey air force and army are both good they're both at home here in the third weekend they're both heavily favored we are looking right at air force falcons utah state aggies and you might smell a quick no huddle underdog spot here for the aggies in colorado springs on saturday late afternoon is yes i believe last i saw the utah state aggies they're heading to colorado springs last i saw it was an eight point favorite i believe but i think that utah state will cover it air force is one uh, they've got a little streak going they've won uh, i believe two in a row over utah state at home three in a row against the aggies in falcon stadium but this is going to be the first true Mountain West test. I mean, t- technically, yes, first Mountain West conference game. But the true type of Mountain West or team they will see of teams that throw the ball all around, the Air Force will have played this year. They're, yes, they're ranked in the top five, I think, in yards allowed this season as a defense. But sample size, as you know well know, two weeks, not enough. They are going to get thrown – the ball is going to be thrown around all over the yard. And I think that – Air Force will probably come out on top, but I think it's going to be one of those typical close Mountain West Conference games that comes down to the end. The thing to watch is Utah State has outscored their opponents. Only two games again, 36-3 to in that fourth quarter. Logan Bonner is the quarterback for Utah State, and they do have a win over Washington State. I understand what you're saying, caliber of competition for Air Force. Are we saying that Lafayette is not the same thing at home as Utah State? I think that's exactly what we're saying on Three Dog Thursday. So Price Atkinson says go with 
the Utah State Aggies to at least keep it close with Air Force on Saturday afternoon. I know Navy off this week, as you mentioned, they've got to regroup. Army, a humongous favorite against UConn, but they're looking up as well. And you're talking all about it on Yards and Stripes with your buddy, uh, with your buddy, your partner, Bill Rowland. We do. We break it all down. Yards and Stripes, Service Academy, Football, Army, Navy, and Air Force. That's all we do. We focus on the three service academies. We focused on clearly that first leg of the Commander-in-Chief Trophy last week in Annapolis. Air Force, a dominant 23-3 winner over Navy, Air, uh, Army right now. Obviously, they are 2-0. They are rolling. That next CIC leg will be in early uh, November, that first Saturday in November. That game will actually be played in Arlington, Texas, between Air Force and Army. So Air Force will have the chance to win the trophy outright if they win that game. Army obviously needs a win there and then to beat Navy in the finale for them to win the Commander-in-Chief Trophy. That is what the Service Academies play for, the Commander-in-Chief Trophy, and the season is underway. Always love this man's insight, Yards and Stripes, on social media. Uh, Yards and Stripes is the name of the podcast. Find it everywhere that you get podcasts. Price Atkinson and Bill Rowland, he says, Utah State Aggies will keep it close with Air Force on the Three Dog Thursday No Huddle. Always love being with you, brother. Thank you, sir. Bang, bang. All right, up next, I've been looking forward to getting him back on the Three Dog Thursday podcast in longer form later in the year. Right now, he's part of the no huddle. We're executing the two-minute offense quickly, quickly with underdogs. Brent Norsworthy, a.k.a. my man Stats from Sports 56 WHBQ. The afternoon show is Wolo and Stats. They are institutions in the afternoon in Memphis and the Mid-South. Stats is back with me. And I can see him right now. He's still smiling ear to ear after Woo Pig Suey put it on Texas like old time Southwest Conference underdog beat down last week. Stats, how are you, brother? I'm doing great, TJ. And it was. And, and this week, I'm going to go old school. You know, in the day, if you heard the voice of Chris Schenkel and Bud Wilkinson, you knew it was the game of the year. And you heard those two in 1969 for Arkansas and Texas. 52 years later, uh, Bud and Chris weren't there, but Arkansas put it on them in Fayetteville. And, I, and I, when, when I get to my underdog, I'm going to go back to that era of Bud Wilkins and Chris Schenkel being the preeminent voices of college football. He loves nostalgia. He loves going back in the history books. And I think I smell a 50th anniversary underdog coming here. It's a large one. It's an early game. You like Nebraska against Oklahoma, the old Big 8 rivals? I'm going to try one last stand for Scott Frost. It feels like it's his last best chance to maybe relaunch with his, his Nebraska fans where he played, where he quarterbacked Cornhuskers to a national championship. It was supposed to be a lot better, a lot sooner than this. And I'm not calling it straight up upset Saturday. I just like all those points, 22 points in Norman. That This game that was played there for the, the classic in 1971, the Johnny Rogers touchdown return that really launched his Heisman the next year. And it was really between Johnny Rogers and Greg Pruitt into the next year, two classic players, two classic programs. And I think if Nebraska could have a mulligan and all the realignment, what in the world, why'd they leave all their friends? Why'd they leave the, the confines of the, 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 the big eight, of the big 12? You have to think those great Nebraska fans, even on that week zero opening Saturday, they look up and go, why are we in Champaign-Urbana? Why are we in Minneapolis? Why are we in Evanston? Why are we back where we naturally belong? I cannot disagree with any of that. I love this man's insight. 
Again, follow him on social media at Brett Norsworthy. Spell it N-O-R-S-W-O-R-T-H-Y, Brett Norsworthy. Sports 56 WHBQ afternoon host Memphis and the Mid-South loves him some Nebraska for a no-huddle, three-dog Thursday underdog. Stats, good luck with the Huskers. Be well. Keep knocking them dead on the radio. Thank you, TJ. Oh, we had to have him back on the no-huddle last week. He gave us not one, but two underdogs. He had the Cal Bears against TCU. Cha-ching, that's a cover. And then he was there for the first time with fans at Allegiant Stadium for a Raiders game Monday night. What a wild game as the Raiders won outright and covered for the T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show five days a week in Las Vegas, tcmartinshow.com. He's back on Three Dog Thursday. I got to hear first about how it was at what Mark Davis is calling the Death Star with the Raider win, with the fans, the whole bit. Welcome back, Mr. Two for Two from last week on Three Dog Thursday in the No Huddle. Yes, TJ Rees, the atmosphere was electric, the ambience was there, the food was fantastic. Oh, and by the way, the Raiders won outright, I believe, like I said, yes, Monday Night Mania for the Raiders winning the home opener with 60,000 plus. Uh, it was great to see. And again, this man's hot. That's why he is back. So if I say to you, give me an NFL underdog and why, looking over the card for this weekend, what do you like? Give me one. All right. We're going to stay on the West Coast, my friend, but we're going up to the Pacific Northwest, the Tennessee Titans and the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah. A lot of people have written off the Tennessee Titans already. Forget Ryan Tannehill. Forget that offensive line. Forget the defense. They got embarrassed last week. Don't worry about it. Like my man Aaron Rodgers said, one week, relax. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry going into another vaunted place to play up there in Seattle. And I like the Titans, plus five and a half. Wouldn't surprise me if they win the game outright. Do not despair. Do not fear. Yes, the Tennessee Titans will be fine and dandy this year. I can guarantee you that. We know the Seahawks. Not so great with a lot of these regular season games as favorites, and they've gotten knocked off by lesser opponents in the past. I think the Titans are going to be ready to play a focused week of practice this week. You've got Ryan Tannehill, you got Derrick Henry, you've got a great wide receiver core. They're going to be ready to go. Look for the Titans to give Tannehill some time. Titans victorious this week, at least plus five and a half at Seattle. Love that, and Seattle looks so good with Russell Wilson throwing the four touchdowns in Indianapolis. Will they have maybe a little bit of a letdown coming home? Is Tennessee going to be 0-2? The doctor, T.C. Martin, says negative. Uh Uh-uh, not going to happen on this one. And we remind everybody they can check you out five days a week. You've got a football Friday coming up at the end of the week with all the handicapping, not just underdogs on the T.C. Martin Show, right? Real quick. Absolutely. Live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, the best spot on the Las Vegas Strip. And of course, yes, we have our handicappers, we have our athletes, we have our coaches. Uh, two hours, nonstop sports talk, handicapping, our best bet segment, three best college, three best pro games. It's all there for you. Check it all out. It's all up at tcmartinshow.com. And the man says Titans this weekend. You should listen to this man. He had Cal and the Raiders last week on Three Dog Thursday, two for two, looking to be three for three with the Tennessee Titans. Much love for my initials brother from another mother, T.C. Martin. Thank you on the no huddle, brother. Yes, I'm doing my touchdown dance as we speak, T.J. Reeves. Yeah! And there we go with our no huddle prognosticators again. 
uh, for this week. Let's see how they do, including how about Price Atkinson? That surprised me a little bit that he went at the Air Force Falcons. Maybe a little letdown after the big win over Navy. They are giving out the eight points to Utah State in the Saturday night game in Colorado Springs. We'll see what happens there. Uh, for that one. All right, so I owe you an NFL underdog before we are done. I was talking all the way back at the beginning of the show about Sean Green's Philadelphia Eagles at home getting points with the 49ers. I'll stay away from that one because Sean uh, took that game in particular. In looking over the NFL slate, there was a game that jumped out at me, and I am going to do that with the team I saw last Thursday night in person. The Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott showed something. Dak Prescott in particular showed something. I was there at field level. To have not played a game for Dak Prescott in 11 months because of the badly broken ankle and then shoulder problems in training camp, didn't play in a single preseason game, not a single snap, as sharp as he was, as good as he was, I don't believe they're going to be 0-2. They're they're rolling into L.A. to play the Chargers. I know it's back-to-back road games and usually the second of back-to-back road games. uh, That team usually struggles. I think Dallas will run it better with Ezekiel Elliott. The Chargers did win. I went against them on Three Dog Thursday last week with the Washington football team against the Chargers at home. They were right in the game despite losing Ryan Fitzpatrick in the first half. But Justin Herbert is good. The the Chargers' defense is opportunistic. But I think Dallas will have a chip on their shoulder. No, their defense is not that good. But Dak Prescott was sizzling last week. He showed me something with accuracy, touch on the ball, I think the Cowboys win outright late game, 425 Eastern, 125 Pacific in L.A. against the Chargers. Give me the Dallas Cowboys outright on Three Dog Thursday to not be 0-2. I don't know that they're going to have that good of a season, but I think in this spot, it's a bounce back. I know it's the Chargers' home opener. I know it will be a loud crowd. Chargers had no fans, obviously, for any of their games last year in L.A. Still give me Dallas. I was impressed with Prescott. I will take them along with BYU on Saturday and Indiana on Saturday. Kind of a cross-section of some different games. Good luck to all of my prognosticators that came in here uh, to make some predictions on Three Dog Thursday. Again, Sean Green does a great job on the Sports Gambling Podcast with Ryan Kramer. Check them out. Sports Gambling Podcast, wherever you get podcasts, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Sean, again, with BYU as an underdog and going NFL with the Jets as a home doggy and the Eagles as a home doggy. I'm going to go with those Dallas Cowboys as the underdog. And our thanks also to our no huddle underdogs as well uh, for those. Good luck with those underdogs. Again, we gave you six successful underdogs off this show last week. How many are we going to give you this week? Reminder, subscribe away. Subscribe, subscribe. Follow us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You don't have to pay for this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's free. Follow us. Subscribe everywhere else. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, a megaphone, etc. Find us and, and subscribe. The podcast comes automatically to you on Thursdays. Again, whether you found us through a social media link, if you found us through sportsgamblingpodcast.com, we know that thousands of you found us in the first three weeks of Three Dog Thursday. Keep it up. Spread the word. Rate us and review us. More will see it on Apple Podcasts, etc. If you review us, please leave us a review. We'll give away some more merchandise from the Sports Gambling Podcast as part of this show. For now, we are done. I am merely TJ Reeves. Good luck with the underdogs. I'm backing BYU, Indiana, and how about them Cowboys? Let's see what happens, and we're back next week with another edition of Three Dog Thursday. Bye.